good friend and wonderful tonight. Those of you who don't know, it's a very big uh, night. It's the death anniversary of the Megid Memezrich, uh, who was um, the successor of the Baal Shem Tov. And the Megid Memezrich uh, explained that the one thing a human being should work on is the ego. Nothing to work, don't try to work on anything else, but uh, the ego. The funny story about the Megiddo message, you know, that he, he, he had the issue with his body, he was very sick. So, and he was not a believer of his teacher, he was believing in uh, common sense. He studied Kabbalah, but there's many ways to study Kabbalah. You can study from your heart, from your brain, because Kabbalah has a lot of uh, stuff there that has to do intellectual, it's a lot of brain thing. And when he met the Baal Shem Tov, you know, the Baal Shem Tov teach him how to study from the heart. But in the beginning, he had a lot of doubts about his teacher. And the funny thing is, everybody mentioned that he went to the Baal Shem Tov to get cure, and then he would believe in him. He actually never get cure, but he became the successor of the Baal Shem Tov. So from him, we learned that, you know, on a journey to get what you want, you might get what you need or, or what you're meant to be doing in life. And he's the one who become the, those of you who've been in his grave, uh, is in Ukraine. So it's, it's just, just amazing. It's also, those of you who know about Chabad, so from Chabad point of view, tonight is a big party. Wherever Chabad you go in town, you're going to find party till midnight tonight. You're going to have a lot of party if you're able to drink and dance with them. It'll be beautiful. Uh, because uh, what they're doing, it's called the releasing of the Rebbe. I don't know if you know, a lot of anti-Semitism was in uh, Russia and Ukraine at that time. And they captured their, their teacher. And they released from prison was happening tonight. So there is a lot of, what should I call it, happening uh, tonight. Uh, and you're going to feel it in the energy. You're actually going to feel it once you go to Pico or to Robertson or to that. You're going to see like people are dancing and very, very happy tonight. Uh, talking about synagogue, talking about anti-Semitism, I want to say a few words about Netzach. You know, I'm sure we all know what happened on Shabbat. Uh, and, and it's about we can look at it at both points. We can point the finger and blame the world for hating the Jewish people. Or we can say, what are we doing not right? Not from a guilty point of view, uh, but I think it's more from a point of understanding that um, hatred doesn't need a reason. Somebody don't like you. It's not because you are black or white or yellow or tall or short. You know, my friend, one of my dear friends is actually like, a, like my brother is Muslim, uh, very close to me. And uh, he showed me something today. So he was very upset that somebody treated him really not nice. And as, because we are brother, we talk very open. And I said to him, you think they treat you not nice because, because of your name and because you are Muslim, right? He said, yes. And I said, well, if the person's name will be Johnny, you think that person will treat them Bad will make a difference. So when people treat you bad, they have problem. People have problem. You know, people have issues. So if people don't like you, it's not because uh, something is always wrong with you. They have issues. So when we talk about hatred that exists against Jewish people for generation, the one person who addressed it is actually 1922 before the Nazis took place in Rabbi Ashlag, Rabbi Yudha Ashlag, and he writes like that. That's what he writes about. The, the, he called it the black cloud over Europe. That's what he called it. And he mentioned that it has to do with the study of the wisdom of Kabbalah. And he writes, the Torah has two sides. It has the inner meaning and external meaning. And the, 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 among the, uh, uh, basically the, 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 the non-Jewish people, you know, among the nation, uh, uh, the Gentiles, as we, they call it in the Torah, um, there is two types of Gentiles. There is Gentiles that come from the inner, and there is Gentiles that come from the external. The external uh, Gentiles are the ones that meant to be uh, disturbing the Jewish people to go on their spiritual mission. When the inner, it's called Hasidah Umot Olam, their mission is to help the Jewish people to go on their mission. When people study the inner meaning of the Torah, which is Kabbalah, then the inner force of the Gentiles becomes strong and they overcoming the hatred. When people study only the external part of the Torah, then unfortunately we give power to the nation, to the Gentiles, to within them, 
not to like the Jews. That's what Ravashtak writes, and I actually like that explanation. So yes, we can do investigation, what happened in Netzach, and why he broke in, and all this and that. But I look at it like more as, a, as an effect. We're treating the effect, we're not treating the cause. And those of you who have, who have listened to me, who have connection to Netzach, uh, I know that there is a lot of try to improve the place and make it more cool and better and this and that. And uh, I was approached many times to do something, but nothing ever happened there. And I'm still waiting for them. If they hear my video, that they pick up the phone, call me and do a lecture there, that I will give one of my lectures there. And I, I'm not going to tell you that maybe it will be good. I will tell you for sure it will be better, not maybe. So if you're going to treat the shadow and want to point the finger and build another museum to say what's wrong with the Gentile, what's going to happen uh, is not just nothing, it's just going to get worse. But if you're going to treat it from point of study Torah in the right way, you're actually going to give the Gentile with power, which is called Hasidot Mota Olam, as Rav explained, to be able to give power uh, to the to the Gentile that help the other Gentile because if a Jew will go to a Gentile and say I want you to love the Jew it's not going to work but if the inner Gentile what we call Hasidim Mot Olam in Hebrew will talk to the external Gentile then of course things will happen so that's the message for Neza hopefully somebody will pass it on and and we can make it different and yes it's make it different who's going to teach Kabbalah if they teach Kabbalah there make it different. It's, if I teach it, it's different than if another person teach it. If it looks like an ego, I'm so sorry if whoever hears the message, but it is make a difference. It is make a difference. Anyway, to our subject, this week is called the portion of Vayeshev. The story of Vayeshev is very interesting story. I mean, it's kind of disturbing in a way. Uh, last week, uh, the story was Vayishlach, basically... Uh, Jacob is sending angel to, con- to confront his brother who want to kill him, which is huge by itself, the whole idea. And this week is uh, Jacob after he suffered, Dina was raped, his two sons killed the whole city of Shechem. Uh, you want to settle down, listen, all your life, uh, nothing, you, you see nothing. You see nothing. So settle down. You want to get out. You work for Lavan for so many years. You, you, your father-in-law tortured you like a slave. Nothing ever worked for you like normal. So you think maybe it's time to settle down. As Jacob is about to settle down, uh, uh, um, Yosef been kidnapped by his own brothers for some dream that he had that uh, make them feel like he played a big shot on them. They send him to a slave. They want to kill him. Yehuda save him. He send him to slavery. Uh, he's going to Egypt. Yehuda, in the meantime, loses his wife, and he's uh, uh, feeling lonely, looking for a prostitute, a woman to be with. It happened to be somehow a mistake that he finds his daughter-in-law. Very complicated story. I cannot go into all the details there, but it's a, it's a heavy duty parasha. You know, you hear what's going on, and the parasha called Vayesha, settling down. Uh, what is the message here? I think the message for all of us, you know, when you try to settle down, before you try to settle down with anything, with marriage, with business, with anything like that, you can't do things relative between, if you say last week, listen, I, I did, I invest all my money, I invest all my time, I invest all my power, I invest all my energy, now it's time to rest, right? I mean, time to take a vacation. You can take a vacation, you can take a good time, but it's not because you, you deserve it. You can take a vacation because you want it. Say, I want it. Don't say, I deserve it. I deserve, what is I deserve it? You know, in, in, in Hebrew, uh, we have a word for that, expectation. You know, expectation in Hebrew is called uh, letzapot. Letzapot is mean expectation, but letzapot is another meaning for the word letzapot in Hebrew. It's to cover it up. You know, if you take uh, something covered with chocolate, it's called metzupe chocolate. It's covered with chocolate. It's when you cover things up. You're not dealing with the real desire. You're allowed to desire anything you want. You're allowed to uh, desire one billion dollars. But you cannot have expectation for one billion dollars. It's a different attitude. So when Jacob wanted to settle down, everything started to fall apart. Everything. Well, the worst thing ever can happen to a human being is own son being kidnapped. So his own son being, being uh, kidnapped and he needs to deal now with the, the circumstance of that. that. That's tough, my friend. This is, this is, this is a, uh, a tough situation. So what we're going to do, uh, we're going to deal with from different commentary tonight, um, 
and, and understanding like where this is taking us and what is a dream. I mean, just because somebody had a dream about you and in the dream they don't like you, does that mean you're allowed to kill them or to kidnap them or to sell them to slavery? What is a dream? And if we start maybe with that question, a dream has three levels of dream. There is a dream that comes from what you were thinking at that night or that day or that week. You know, a fear you have, an issue you have, and you can dream about it. That's a more psychological dream. Then you have, you have the second level of dream is, is, is a mix of lies coming from demons and the truth. It's a mix of dreams, so part of it is truth, part of it is coming from the demon. So you get confused, you don't know what's right, what's wrong. And of course, it's good to go to Chacham, to a wise man, wise woman, and ask them what do you think. Then you have what we call prophecy dream. That's what Joseph is. That prophecy dream, this is like when a person is at a high level, they see all the future, what's going to happen to them and to the people around them, and then they get to that level that they actually, from the dream, they know everything. Of course, the prophet is a higher level than dream, because dream is only one of uh, uh, sixth, uh, sixth of, of, of prophecy. Like Moses was the highest level of, of a prophet. Ezekiel was lower than Moses, but still a prophet. And Joseph reached prophecy through dream. So within your dream, when you have dream, people who don't dream at all, something's wrong with them. You know, because that's when they're not connected to life. People who have scary dream, it's actually very good because that's when they scare you and maybe you will change. And people who have good dream, it's not always means something. And of course, the dream is a mix because at that time the soul leaves the body at night, you know, you expose. And when you expose, there is a lot of negative forces that kind of play with you at that time. For that reason, you know, before you go to sleep, you give your soul back to God. You cannot just go to sleep without giving the soul back to God. For that reason, you say a verse. Those of you who don't know the verse, please see Debbie or, or somebody who know what the verse is. And you say basically that verse because the reason you're saying it before you go to sleep because there's three levels to the soul. Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. And if a person finished the chapter of the Nefesh and is about to move into the next level of the soul and they didn't say that verse, they can die at that night. And they have to reincarnate next lifetime. So it, it's a very serious thing, you know, to do uh, what we call Kriyat Shema Alamita, to say the Shema on the bed. And uh, there is all paragraph, you can find it on Google, it's not really a big deal. And it's very important before you go to sleep to forgive everybody. People who scream at you, people who hate you, people who don't like you because of your religion, or whatever it is. You know, you just have to be able to forgive. And if you're not capable of forgiving, then what are you doing here? Why do you want to live longer? <laughs> if a person does, doesn't like to forgive people, why you want to stay alive? I mean, what's the purpose? You're sitting there and not forgiving. Oh, oh forgive me. I see sometimes a wife and a husband sometimes that come to see me and the wife cannot forgive the husband because he was talking to another girl 20 years ago. So I said, why are you still married? Why are you still suffering? What's the point? What are you doing? What are you doing with each other? You know, if you love each other, then love. And it's funny, you know, when you are... Uh, 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 Rabbi Karlibach says something nice, you know, when we talk about uh, the, uh, hating anti-Semitism. So Rabbi Karlibach, uh, if you don't know Rabbi Karlibach, is, he said some very, something very funny about anti-Semitism. You know, they hate you so much that they actually think about you all day. <laughs> so there is some love in it, you know, there is some love, there is potential for love. They actually think about you all day, they think about how much they hate you. So there is a spark of love, there is a, there is a chance once they switch it, it becomes love. But the switch, that's a hard part. And for switching from hatred to, to love, you must forgive. You must forgive. You must forgive. And if you're not capable to forgive, I'm sorry to tell you, but uh, difficult, difficult for asking God for extra amount of years to live. And for that reason, the Mishnah in Pirkei Avod write that the Kavod, the, the need for pride, uh, the Ta'ava, the lust, and the Kina and the jealousy... Uh, remove the soul of a person from the body. So, we, we need to be careful. We need just a little bit to be careful. What are we looking for in this life? And if what we look in this life just to be respected and never forgive anybody, then this universe is not operate very well with people who truly want to uh, stay alive. Anyway, so, what do we do? If you are Yaakov now, I don't want to happen to anybody, Things happen, you know. You have wonderful children. 
and uh, your wife just gave birth to Benjamin, and he said, he said that she had a hard time to give birth to Benjamin. The way you say uh, hard time to give birth is kashta, kashe. Kashe means hard. She had a hard time. But kashta is the same letter of keshet. Keshet means Sagittarius. So no coincidence, Benjamin is related to Sagittarius. We read it always in the month of Sagittarius, always before Hanukkah. So you can see in the Torah there is always a, 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 a secret meaning to everything that is about to happen. But going back to the idea, what will you do, I mean, how, how can you be uh, Jacob if you had to be Jacob? So I'm going to take uh, a section from one, one of my favorite writers, one of my favorite persona, as I say. You know, the reason I say it's my favorite persona, his name is Kedushat Alevi, because every time I'm kind of falling down spiritually, I'm reaching out to Kedushat Alevi, I say his name, and they say that when you say his name Saturday night, you say his name and his mother's name. If you go into something, miracles start happening. His name is Rabbi Levi Yitzchak from Berdichov, and his mother's name, his name is Sarah Sasha. So usually, Kabbalists always, when they go into a tough time, they always light a candle and say, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak from Berdichov, and Sarah Sasha, Aneni, please help me. Please help me. And um, what makes him so special, Bidushat Levi, is love to people. He was, you can never find him uh, say something negative about a human being. doesn't matter what you're going to do. And you, it, it, he was always willing to be challenged. You come up with the worst thing you can say about a person, and he can find what's good about it. You know? So, for example, somebody came to him and said to him, you know, my neighbor just stole my horse. So, and there is no way to get out of it. He stole everybody. All the neighbor knew he stole the horse. He said, he didn't steal it from you. He borrowed the horse from you. He said, no, no, he stole the horse. He borrowed because next lifetime he will give it to you back. So you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so that's That's how we used to speak. So it never, he never, you know, he saw, I don't know if you know what tefillin is. You know, when a man pray in the morning, he put tefillin. So he, he, he go by and he sees somebody, instead of taking off the tefillin and talit and put it in the bag, he's with tefillin and talit and he's fixing his wagon while the horse is there. And he's fixing, he's fixing. And everybody look at this guy. You know, he's the feeling, make it dirty, he fixes his wagon. He said, no, 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 this guy is so, such a righteous man that even while he's fixing his wagon, he's praying to God. That, that's just, you know, he always will find something. Or oh, uh, another story about him on Yom Kippur. You know, he sees somebody in front of the synagogue, barbecue, put the steak, and he go to him and said to him, uh, excuse me, sir, are you, are you Jewish? He said, yes, I am. Are you believe in something? So, okay. Said, so, you know what day is today? Say, yo, it's Yom Kippur. So, you know, we fasting today? Say, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't turn on the fire. Say, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, you know, of course, of you, it's a synagogue where we pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you look at the sky and say, God, look what a righteous man. He can't lie. Doesn't matter what he does, he can't lie. He may be doing all the best, but he cannot. That's a righteous man, God. So, you know, just to get to a place of Dushat Levi, so every time you read from Dushat Levi, we have to take a part from it like how we used to think. You can never get him to find the negative thing. Never. And he also one of the righteous people who say, if you ever want to work in this spiritually, work on one thing, ego. Don't worry about the rest of the thing. The rest of the thing will come with it. If you can work on humiliate yourself and make yourself nothing, everything will catch up later. So what do you say about Jacob? So he says like that. So the portion of Yeshev Yaakov Be'eret Migurahim. Jacob was uh, in the country of his father Isaac, but he used the word Megureh. Megureh is it's where his father used to live. But Megureh is, is the same word in Hebrew, in the old Hebrew, from Magor, which means pachad, fear. So what does it mean? Ayam ityareh, shema igrom achet velo avadet aborekadat. He said to himself, maybe, Jacob said to himself, maybe I'm not doing something correct. So what should we do? If we are Jacob, what should we do? A person should find in every second, not every minute, every second, how am I connecting to God? How am I connected to the light? How am I connected to the Creator? But with happiness. Not with worry if I'm doing that. With happiness. And when you look at the people around you, and you see that the people around you do well, to be happy with them. 
And when you see people not do well, Ishtatev Betaram, to feel sad with them. And he continued that Jacob was worried about what? That maybe he doesn't do it well. That's what he was worried about. But not from a point of ego, from a point of that maybe what I'm doing is not enough happy, it's not enough. So he was looking to improve himself. And he continued, in this portion, Joseph was put into prison. So, what does that, that mean? By and Joseph was in, in the prison. Because the Pasuk, the verse say, the master of Joseph took him to prison. And he gave him to the prison. To the prison, And he was there in prison. So you say, why do you have to say he was there in prison? We understand he was in prison. Why do you keep repeating it? It's unnecessary. It's saying, because when God sends somebody to go somewhere that is not so pleasant, God forbid, prison or hospital, or, or not in a pleasant place. We all have been in places like that. Davar Lotov. It's very difficult what he say, what Rabbi Levi asked from us to do with Jacob or Yosef. A person, when you find yourself in a situation that doesn't make sense to you, but it's a negative situation, but it doesn't make sense to you, you should not do physical things to get you out of there. Shocking thing, right? You have to get to a place where you trust the Creator at that moment. Then that situation will turn itself into a good situation. If you're capable, and we need to be capable, we need to be strong, you find yourself in a situation that don't make sense. Why, why is it happening to me? I did everything right, and, and it's just not working. You know, a lot, if, you, if you're born in America, if you're an American, American are fixer. You know, if American is not working, they go and fix it. You know, the coffee is not right, excuse me, it doesn't test like decaf. Wait a few minutes, just wait a few minutes and say, why is God giving me this wrong coffee? Why is God giving me these wrong waiters? Don't say why God give me the wrong wife or husband. You can't say that. Okay? But why... I mean, you can say it, but make sure they don't hear it. So, why, why, why is that happening? So, when it says Joseph was in prison, or Jacob was accepting the fact of what's going on in his life, so... It doesn't matter what is that happened to you, whatever it is you are in prison of life, or whatever it is you are in another prison, you have to get to a place. You have to get to a place where Gamzula Tova, this is also for good. Like, like Rabbi Nachum Ishgamzu from Tzfat used to say, every time that you talk to Rabbi Nachum Ishgamzu, as it's say in the Masachet Ta'anit, in the section of Ta'anit, in the Gemara in Ta'anit, it's always say that Rabbi Nachum Ishgamzu was a very famous uh, rabbi, very famous Kabbalist. He always say that whatever happened to me is the best thing that can ever happen to me. And that we need to reach to that level. And that's why Vayeshev, settle down, can be a settle down of buying a house, getting married, all this, or settling down spiritually when you are in a place that you no longer complain. Not because complain is bad. Because within the difficult part in your life, we all have something difficult. Within the difficulty, there is, it, it is God's will, if, if that makes more sense. You are experiencing God's project for you. What are you going to do if this is God's project for you right now to go to that painful moment? Do you want that painful moment to end? If you do want the painful moment to end, that means you don't want God's will to happen. So if you don't want God's will to happen, you don't care about the creation. You care about your experience part of the creation. Does that, does that make sense what I just say? So you disconnect from God. So you don't want to feel God. You actually want to feel good. There's difference between writing, I don't know if you know how to write God or good. It's, it's similar, but it's not the same. So do you want to feel good or do you want to feel God? You've got to ask yourself. If you're spiritual, the, the purpose is to relationship with God. The relationship with with, with good is what I'm experienced. But God goodness come in different package. Now if you're not accepting that, then why would you expect more? You know, when you go to the dentist, you trust the dentist with all your life, with your money, with your checkbook, and everything. 
on the way out, you write a check, you pay with your credit card, you say, I will pay you later. Everybody suffers when they go to, to, to this, and drilling, and the thing, and the numbing, and your lips falling down, and all these things. And you still pay. What happened? And then they tell you, you need to clean your teeth. Oh, I'm coming, coming. You're nervous, right? Take it for your gum. Now, lately, in the last three years, everybody talk about the gum, the gum, the gum disease, the gum disease. Or your, your bones going, all kind of thing. You know, every year, the dentists go to the same uh, ceremony or event, and they come back with the same thing. So when you talk to people, always compare. What is that? They told you the same thing. Oh, gum, oh, there, the, the water pick. Oh, me too, there, the same thing. So it's, it's always the same. They, they say the same. Next year will be, I don't know, something else. So what I'm trying to say, but how come you trust your dentist? How come you trust the guy, uh, the doctors? Why don't you Google, you can do it now, I don't mind, Google how many people die by mistake in a hospital every year. You'll be very scared. By mistake. Every year. But what do you do when you see a doctor? You feel safe. You feel like, oh my God, I saw my doctor today. <laughs> my doctor is the best, yeah. Why don't you write down on Google how many people die by mistake? But God forbid to trust God. God forbid. A little bit painful. God says, hey, where is God? What's going on? I think something is wrong. So when Jacob had his son been kidnapped, or when Joseph been put into prison, they were changing not the situation. They were changing the feeling about the situation. And if you cannot do that, then no situation will ever make you happy. Happiness is not coming from the result of making money or being with the right person. No, happiness is coming by you overcoming, overcoming the thing that you don't enjoy. If you're not capable of overcoming the thing that you're not happy about, you're not connected to God. If you're not connected to God, don't look for happiness because there is no happiness. Happiness equal connection to the part that created you. The part that created you is the creator, it's God. That's all, that's it, that's it, happiness, in, in, in standing on one leg, okay? That's what happiness is. People think happiness is getting what you want. Did you ever see a person who gets what they want that are happy? I will tell you, nobody's happy. Anything, make a list right now, New Year, right? Everybody, oh, my list. Everybody with their selfish things, they're coming with a list. What do you call that, New Year or something? Resolution. Resolution, resolution, no solution maybe, right? Resolution, everybody resolution, they go excited, oh my God, resolution. Everybody send me a list, and how can you help me? That's my list, that's my list, that's my list. You know, and, and when people start working with me, what I love about to see there, they add few things, the resolution is about what the community will feel from them. And that's when I feel, wow, that's good. Resolution is what you want from God to happen. But when, you, when that happens, I don't care what do you wish for yourself, you're not happy. You're not happy at all. You're only happy when you overcome something that you couldn't overcome before. If I have a certain fear and I overcome that fear, I'm great. I'm so happy. But if you get $7 million, or you're overcoming the fear of not having the $7 million. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do that. So, that's what Rabbi Levi Trakberditch was saying. Jacob, you know, Megure Aviv, he was afraid he's not in the right level. He's not in the right consciousness. Joseph, put into prison. He found good in it. He say, if God put me there, there is a reason. I will tell you a story because it's Chabad night, as I call it. Uh, in, and there is a story about uh, Rabbi Elimelech of Lizhensk and Ravzusha, the old brother. And in those days, you know, the hate against a uh, Jewish rabbi was tremendous. And whatever people do, if they look the wrong side, to the right, ha! two of you come here, let me put you to prison. So they captured Rabbi Elimelech and Rav Zusha. And Rabbi Elimelech being a tzaddik, such a righteous man, he liked to pray. But the laws, the Jewish laws, say that you're not allowed to pray in front of a garbage, or in front of a toilet, or in front of something, you're not allowed to pray. So he go there and he's crying. Rav Zusha sees his own brother, the righteous brother, Rabbi Elimelech, was just crying. He said, why are you crying? I never saw you sad. What happened? It's because they put you in prison? They say, no, 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 if I'm in prison, I'm sure God knows what he's doing. He said, so why are you crying, my brother? He said, I'm crying because um, it's written that you're not allowed to pray when there is garbage and toilet. There is garbage and toilet everywhere here. I cannot do, I cannot do my offering to God. I cannot do my mincha, the, the prayer of mincha for one of God. And that's why I'm broken. He said to him, Rav Zusha answered him to him like this. Sir, my brother Rabbi Elimelech, they wrote that law by sages. The sages heard it from God. That God said, I don't want you to pray 
if there is garbage or if there is toilet next to you. Right now there is garbage and there is toilet around you. That's when God doesn't want you to pray. Rabbi Levin was so happy, he started dancing from happiness. So I am doing what God wants me to do. And he started being so happy that the sergeant who is in charge of prison come to see what's going on. And one of the soldiers tell him, those two rabbis are dancing because they feel that it's so dirty here that they cannot pray. And for that reason they're happy because they're doing the willing of God. So the soldiers say, really? Get them out right now. Get them out of this prison. So, he little says that you got to get to that place that happiness is coming. Am I doing what I meant to be doing? Not what I want to have. If you get to that place, and, and I remember it was a, a, a Broadway show with a dancer, a famous dancer, maybe Debbie remember the name from the time of Karen Erickson, I don't so, very famous dancer, so something happened to his ankle. Can you imagine before the show? It's a tremendous pain. And, and I remember we're sitting together, I look, and nothing I can say. Well, what do you want me to say? And I want to say what I want to say. Those of you who know me, I, I like to say it, but if I say it, it sounds bad. So he looked to different people, there is look at them. Then look at me and say, Elia, what do you think? What I think, I mean, I, I don't think you want to hear what I think, but I, I don't speak. So, no, no, I really want to hear. So, what I think, I mean, God uh, want that to happen. Now, it's two choices. Either quit and somebody will replace you. Either you go and you, the pain will go away while you dance or something will happen. I'm talking about ankle pain, uh, serious, severe pain. And he decided to go and, and, and dance, you know. He decided to go and dance and and. Those dancers, not like me dancing, moving the leg like this. I'm talking about they go up and I don't know how to explain it. Like they run and they open the leg and they land. They run like very fast. You know what I'm talking about? Those people with the tight and... Uh, oh, it's called ballet. I don't know if it's ballet. It is ballet. It's like running and opening the leg and land on... It's very difficult situation going on there. I mean, I cannot do that, even if I train. It's this, not this my... And he did it with pain and, uh, and, uh, and pain, and a lot of pain after. And, uh, and I asked him, what, what makes you do that? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to quit. And he said, I felt that if in the middle I would have to stop, it would be more humiliating than not going at all. So I go for it, and suddenly the ankle starts to feel better. So I felt that God wanted me to feel not good in the beginning, and later on it just corrects itself. The message I want to give you uh, is, it's not about doing the right thing. It's about doing whatever God wants you to be doing at that moment. If you can get to that consciousness tonight, that's vayeshev. That's settling down. You know, we don't know what's the right thing. Even, even you're getting married, you're holding hand, the canopy, beautiful, flower, smell good, right? I mean, uh, food, people are smiling. Uh, if you look far away from the canopy where the table where they eat it, people are complaining, you know? So, so there is a, an event. But within that event, you have to center yourself and ask yourself, God, please help me to do what I meant to be doing, not for me, for you. And then things start to fix itself. That's how everything starts to get fixed. But if you start doing that, I think I pay for that food and they have it, I think that the, 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 the wife looks great, the husband looks amazing, I don't like my father-in-law because he didn't shave the moustache well, all those things, all those things, it's not the willing of God. You're not busy with, with that. And that's what Jacob and Esau, I mean Jacob and, and Yosef, uh, get, get to that level. Now, Dari asks a good question. Why would the brother be so evil to sell their own brother? We talk about righteous children, righteous children of Jacob. There can be hatred among them. They cannot do it from hate. They didn't have hate in their heart. How come they get to a place that they want to kill him? Why would they want to kill their own brother. So that's the question the Ariya Kadosh, the holy line named Rabbi Isaac Luria raised. So that's what they, he writes. Da. 
כי חשבו אחרי יוסף שהוא שיריים מהקליפה. They thought that their brother Yosef is not a קליפה, is שיריים of the קליפה. You know what שיריים means? Left over. So it's not even קליפה. קליפה is very negative. He was like a left over of the קליפה. Like Abraham had Ishmael, you know, as issues. Isaac as uh, Esau. So Jacob got to have somebody who has have issues too. It's got to be Joseph. How did they know that? When he spoke behind their back bad, because the unity among the brothers, among the children of Jacob was so powerful. One of them spoke bad about him to his father. They said, something is wrong with this kid. Why? Because when you speak negative, when you speak negative, it's, it's one of the worst things that you can say. Because he went to his father and said, Father, they're doing, they're eating animal, which the animal is still alive. And second, they are busy with the women of the land. And, and then when he spoke about the children of concubine, of Bilai and Zilpah, he said the children of the slave, not the children of the concubine. So when they heard him that, by Nakluoto, they went, they went around. They thought, we have to kill this guy. We have to kill him. So, what does that mean, say Dari? A lot of time, you have the right reason to get rid of somebody or to, to, to hate somebody. What is a good reason? What is a good reason? What is a good reason to hate? You know, sometimes when people are too busy with religion and they start finding out things according to Torah, according to the Bible, according to what they study, and they say, that's the law. That's the law. And they say, just the way it is. I think it could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. And if you are, you have a family, and you have somebody who doesn't like your family, Maybe within your family, you don't like each other. Maybe within your family, the close family, you don't like each other. So if you are a husband, wife, children, and you don't like each other, and you cannot respect each other, don't expect other people to treat you nice if you cannot treat each other nice. And a lot of time, People expect, you know, I don't need to tell you how bad it is in university, everywhere in the United States against Israel, those of you who know about it. But when you go to Israel, you expect to find all the people who live in Israel just want to dance with each other and love each other and just to give and harmony, but you don't find it that way. And I'm not saying that's the reason of hatred. Sometimes the hatred toward your family, toward your people, toward somebody, is to bring unity among you. You know, at least there is something in common. You know, if your neighbor hates your whole family, now you have a reason to be united. We have our family, we don't get along, but at least we have a common situation that one person hates our family. So, Hatred can create a unity, but in this case of Yosef, the brother found spiritual reason to get rid of him. And without Reuven or Yehuda, Reuven is the one who came up with the idea, put him in a pit, because he wants to come later when everybody is gone to get him out and save his life. And Yehuda, while they put him in the pit, so Ishmael lay him like a servant, or, or Arabs in those days call Ishmaelim, passing by with camels, and he say, Let, let's sell him to slavery. So, 
what I'm trying to say by that, and I hope, I hope everybody's getting it, uh, there is really going to be never a reason uh, to create something against a human being, uh, especially when you found a good reason. When you start finding a good reason to do bad thing, you need to question the what's come first. Your hatred toward those people? Or now when you get the green light to hate them? Because a lot of time when you get the green light to hate somebody, uh, it's because you were looking for that green light for a long time. If you're looking, if you're looking to kill someone, uh, you eventually you're going to find a reason to kill them. <laughs> if you're looking to hurt someone, you're going to find a good reason to hurt them eventually. It's going to be something that will bother you eventually. It's like uh, a gentleman who wanted to divorce his wife, and after 20 years being married, he woke up in the morning and he find out she has a big nose. You know, big nose. Now, he said, I can't take it anymore. Can't take it, can't take it. Big nose. And she said, honey, I have a big nose for a long time. I, I don't mind to go on surgery. That's the only thing that bothers you. I said, no, no. You didn't do it on your own. Now they have an argument. Say, how come you didn't think about it before I told you that? Now they have another fight. So, so what's really bothered the gentleman? It's not the big nose. It's the old thing about it. A story from Laguna Beach, not too long ago. Uh, a gentleman who is uh, totally vegan and very clean, oxygen and all the things. He has the mask and he has his own refrigerator. With, in the refrigerator he has his own shampoo he created. Unbelievable guy. Unbelievable guy. But he's obsessive compulsive with his behavior. There is one problem. He called his wife Satan. Satan. That's how he called his wife. Satan. And uh, when I asked him why, she said she had a tradition. Before we go to sleep, after I clean my body from all the toxins and I'm amazing, I do a juice from celery, apple and cilantro, if you know what it is. I drink it. The whole body is clean. Beautiful. Beautiful. She takes the cigarette and she smokes in my face in bed. You tell me that's not the evil was sent by God. And uh, they have a lot of problems. And uh, we sat together and he came up, he's a genius guy. Genius businessman, genius, just genius. He came up with, the, with an idea after we studied Kabbalah for a long time. And he, he came up with that solution, not me. I just told him spiritually uh, what I think going on. And and the next day, the next week, he came with her, and we were hugging and kissing, and I was thinking that his lover, uh, because we never met the wife, so it was his wife. And of course, I had to ask, I had to ask the same, uh, excuse me, man, what is going on? Like, you, you bombard my brain with that for so many weeks. What happened? I mean, is the, the, the smoking, you know? And uh, then the wife spoke, and she say, well, my husband always... Uh, make me the face and when I smoke in bed and I blow the last smoke in his face and he came after he studied with you for about 20 weeks he came home and he looked at my face and said honey it doesn't bother me you smoke in bed but I really worry about your health can you stop smoking during the day because it's really not good for you she starts crying she say he never cared about me. He never actually cared about me as a human being. He always cared about his health and his OC and his vegetables that he grow in the refrigerator. The first time in his life ever that he actually was worried about my health. So she quit smoking. It was good for him, right? I don't know if he came up with a salesman with that idea. I don't think so. I, I, I want to believe no, you know. But think about it. Think about it. You always can find a good reason to care about another person, like you can find a good reason to hate another person. So, the brother of Joseph, it's an issue. A young brother, come up with some dream. He dream about you that is better than you. He dream about you that he's the star, is the, the sun and you are kind of the moon or the star. He dream about you that you bow to him all day long. Then he go to his own father, after his father gave him a beautiful garment, with secret meaning to each line on the garment. That's why the Iraqi till today wearing those striped pyjama. Okay? Not related to the movie that you see about the Nazi. And 
going there to hate him after he speak bad about him. Seem fair. Seem fair to hate a person like this. Who destroy your life, speak bad behind your back, tell you he's better than you. It's terrible. It's creating an animosity. It creates a certain problem. But can you find a way from people that have issue with you or you have issue with them? Can you do that? That's your task for this way. Can you find one person who can't, you can't stand and you can find a way to like them? Can you do that? And if you cannot do that, it's not because something wrong with that. It's because you're not capable. Not capable. Not capable. You know? If you're not capable, that's a lack of your performance. It's not a lack of their behavior. And what are you not capable of doing? What are you not capable of uh, overcome? You know, we had the trip in Israel. So when we're doing the red streak, somebody uh, attacked me. And uh, screaming, yelling, speaking really bad to me, uh, burning the, 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 the red string. And instead of me attacking back or say something back, as you normally do in Israel, uh, I took him aside and I, and I asked him, what's wrong with him? Like, what is the benefit from it? Say, what if you can make money out of it by taking me to your office, I pay you and everybody's happy. No, 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 it's keeping. I look into his eyes, not a bad guy. Uh, it seemed like a guy who had been abused for a long time. You know, abused for a long time. And then finally he decided to speak. That's how it feel like. Then we go to another grave, to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And to that guy, I actually spoke very tough. So somebody who understands the language in Hebrew asked me a question. Eliyahu, here you were super soft about a guy. You were the nastiest guy to you. Here, this guy was not so bad. He was just speaking business, and then you were tough on him with the language. What? What is the difference? And I said, the guy who was tough on me. I had to look inside. I have to look inside. Is it a message from God? Is it like what? What does God want for me? And then I have to look inside. Am I afraid to answer back? Am I afraid to talk to him? Then the other guy, you know, who <laughs> I cut a deal for a certain amount, and then the deal changed to another amount for a little key that I need to open just to put a candle, I found it very much more sneaky. I didn't find purity in the person. I found something which is not real. With the other guy, he just say the way it is. And he's and he losing business. He could make money if he just talked to me in a different way. So there is more purity in the guy who screamed at me than the guy who, who actually was speaking nice. And I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. This is not my place to tell you who's right. I just can explain my behavior to that person who asked me that day. And, and for you, you've you, you got to get to a place this week that you find good within a human being that bothers you. If you don't have that capability, it's a big question mark for your life. If you're not able to find the good within the human being that, that at least bothers you the most, to your business, to your family, to something. You have to do that this week. You have to do that. Because that will show you that you're capable for you, for your own good. And if you uh, uh, will be able uh, to, to do such a thing, that will take you to the next level. Now, the last thing, but not last, will take us into the Zohar. And the Zohar is asking after all that story why still Jacob being righteous man Jacob by being like an amazing human being why he has to go through so much problem why why I mean in the end of the day it's better to have a vacation in Hawaii drink your pineapple juice, then, God forbid, sitting in an emergency room. Compare emergency room, Hawaii, pineapple juice, and Hawaii, sounds like good. You know? I mean, you can have pineapple juice in an emergency room, but it's all the same. So, why, why is that? So, the Zohar in verse 12 write like that. Kamaraot Abu al Yaakov. So many problems Jacob had to go to. Why? The Zohar explained, when a person going to a tough time, he doesn't have time to sin. <laughs> he doesn't have time to do bad. He's busy just overcoming the negative things he's going through. 
So he's so busy for overcoming the negative thing he's going to, then what happened as a result? What happened as a result? He cannot do a crime. He cannot do something bad. A lot of time, people trying to say, I would like to have a better time. I would like to have much better time in my life. But when you want to have a better time, then at that better time, you end up, unfortunately, sin or doing something really, really negative. You know, I see sometimes people that are uh, in a relationship, when I do wedding, when I do wedding, people in a relationship, they're so busy with each other. So busy. So busy. Oh, hey, what, what, what's, what's your goal for this year? Getting married. What's the goal for next year? Staying married. Good. You know, and, and people like consume with that thing. Why you want to get married? What's the purpose of getting married? What is that? Well, I have a selfish need to get married. She has a selfish need to get married. We meet each other. We both complete the selfish goal. What is your selfish goal? Getting married. What for? We don't know, but it's a selfish goal. Being together, you can go to the movie together, you can share experience. They have no idea. Most people, 90% of the people that I did wedding for, have no clue why they getting married. Why are you getting married? Well, my parents get married. Aren't they supposed to get married? I want to have kids. You can have kids. Marriage, uh, the, the, the paper doesn't make you have kids. I don't know if you heard the news. So, <laughs> the bad news. <laughs> paper, we have to pay, we have kids. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, there's a technology how to make kids. I don't want to go into it now. So, why you want to get married? I think we are in love. Well, they say in America, I didn't hear it in Israel, that if you want to, to break a love story, you get married. I heard it in America. So, it's not my verse. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Okay? So, why people want to get married? Most of the time, 90% of the cases is, I have a selfish need, she has a selfish need, let's get together. And that, my friend, what the Zohar in 12 is telling us, all the problems that happened to Jacob is for one reason. One reason. So he will not be able to do anything negative. So when you go into a problem, do you say, mm, thank God, I'm so busy with my problem that I cannot even do something bad. Right? I mean, can you imagine that you are a thief? You are a thief. You are a professional thief. You know how to steal everything from everybody's home. At that day, you wake up with a pain in your tooth that is a root canal. Oh! Oh! What a bad day! What a bad day! I can't go steal today! Shame! We don't think like this. I, I, I just bring, bring you that story so you can see yourself. We, we are not thief or killer. Can you imagine the person is a killer? He has a job. He has a list. He has a, you know, whatever the list is. He has five people to kill today. Sure. Tough day today. Hey, Joe, I have five. I'm sorry. I want to see you for dinner, but I have, five, I have a list of five people I got to kill. Can we do it tomorrow? Can you imagine a conversation between two killers? I mean, try to imagine. Two killers. But George, you promised me. I want to be there, but I can't. I can't. But let's do it next week. Lunch on me. No problem. Then he called George and said, hey, listen. <laughs> I have so much pain in my leg, I cannot even go kill those five people today. What am I going to do? I don't know what. I mean, my business is falling apart. You got to think, the Zohar said, you got to think about life like this. Look at your problem. What is preventing you from doing wrong? Don't look at your problem as a problem. Look at the problem and the pain you're going through and the issue you're going through to what could have happened if everything would work right. You know, just, just think about it. I'll give you a story. You know, Queens, New York, somebody has a flat tire, you know, he starts cursing everything that exists in his life, the flat tire, because he's late for a meeting. <laughs> 20 minutes later, he has a second flat tire, and it's raining. It's raining. <laughs> he starts, and he study with these new students, and he starts like, he didn't curse me, but he cursed my, what I teach him. You know, that I said, it's about patience, and it's about that, and everything, and the reason, the big picture. Where's the big picture? He starts screaming. There's no big there's no picture. There's no frame. I mean, the way he speaks is very nice. He's a New Yorker. So, I don't know. You got to understand that, that, that there is a big picture. It's only, but it was rain. So, we can stay in the car. You get so angry with me. And the point is, three days after he called, so, you know, the, the five minutes from where I had the second flat tire was explosion of a, of a truck. You know, if you know Queens Boulevard, if you know the area of Queens, you know, and if everything will work perfectly with my car, 
I will be, I will be actually there five minutes later where I am. So, what I'm trying to tell you is, you, you gotta look at life as the problem is not always a problem. The problem is either to prevent you from doing something wrong if you are a killer or a thief or something else, or um, if you are about to run into a bad situation. I tell you, I tell you a personal story with me. Um, I was dating that bad girl, really bad news girl. I was in New York and. Uh, didn't understand New York being Israeli, come to New York, didn't understand there is nightlife in New York, you know, study, teaching. So my student, being uh, super famous, she said, Yo, you got to be exposed to New York City. You don't understand what it is. So, okay, so what do we do? I said, oh, get a car from your friend, come pick me up, we're going to go to New York City. So I'm a Queens guy, you know, if you understand, Queens is like, uh, compared to New York, would be like... Uh, what is Queens? Like, like a village kind of a thing, you know. Uh, so, no, 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 it's not even the valley. It's, it's, it's Queens, it's Queens. I'm talking about in the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s. Nothing is happening. It's, it's Queens. It's uh, 8 o'clock, the, the light already orange. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, nothing. It doesn't matter. Nobody even across the street. So, so I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting to the car. My friend gave me the car. And there is voices in my head tell me, don't go. Thank God that I have this psychic ability that don't go. And I'm talking to myself. My friend described it to me. I'm going, 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 going. She's beautiful. She's nice. This. She's going to teach me about Manhattan. And the voice said, no, I'm going. I'm talking to her. So I go to the car. The car doesn't stop. And I'm going. I, I go open the car. I call my friend to come. Uh, you know, with the with the jump stuff and doing everything, it takes me one and a half hours, and everything's going wrong. <laughs> I make it happen. One and a half hours later, get the girl, go to that. She's a very famous person in New York, so wherever she want to go, so she goes. Take me first time in my life into a club. The club is three floor, three floor. One floor the people dance, one floor people eat, one floor people like I don't know drink. You only you cannot buy a ticket to get. You have to be like a member or something like that. Yep. I'm going in, and I'm with her. Uh, a very nice date. We're going, and she the credit card come out. Being so rich, boom. And you want to drink? I said no. Once I'm the man, get drink. Now there is a move when you know you're in big trouble. So when the person order double shot, no ice, and they do that move. Look at that move. When you see that move, you gotta worry. And it's go like this. But I'm talking about like, and second one, and I'm looking like I'm still uh, looking at the, what's happening here, and this is already gone. So I said, okay, we have, you know, I'm into business of helping people. Okay, there is a situation here, situation, <laughs> and then we're surrounded by many people respecting who she was because she's a very powerful person, and everybody's like, oh my god, oh god we're gonna do a drink with you, and I'm looking like. I don't think I'm in the right place, Aliyah, you know, and, and I'm the only guy with Yamaka there. I'm not belong, you know, when you get like, what's happening? This is, this is wrong. A lot of drinking happening. I'm not yet finished my first drink. I'm still testing to see how good it is, the quality. And here, it's, it's keep, the movement of the hand is keep going. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, oh, yeah, that night ended up very well. Debbie even remember that. Okay, the, <laughs> that night ended up really, really bad. Really, really bad. The car, everything. Uh, carry a person. <laughs> uh, vomiting everywhere in the car that not belong to me. I don't need to tell you. Everything that can go wrong, went wrong. What happened if the car didn't start and I look at it as a blessing? Preventing me from going through all what I went through. And I don't want to tell you what I went through with our father. Was You don't want to mess with our father. He's a very important person. And... Thank God he forgave me, so I didn't have to go to a lot of problems. So, and I tried to explain, I, I never bought the trick, you know. You make my daughter drink. Never make your daughter drink. So, problem can happen to you when you want things to work according to what you think it needs to be working. God has a way for Jacob, all this problem that Jacob went through, all this problem, I mean, terrible time that Jacob went through, is for one reason to prevent him from doing the wrong thing. Now look at your life. 
What is it not working in this moment in your life? One thing that doesn't work. One thing doesn't work in your life. You want it to work. You go to Tony Robbins, to Zig Ziglar, to Les Brown, to who else out there, to, to, to the church, to the synagogue, to the mosque, and you all get motivated, and, and you read more self-help book. Why? 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 i got to make it happen. got to make it happen. got to make it happen. Man, if you're going to make it happen, it's going to end up really bad for you, not for, other, for you. So the universe is so generous with you to cause enough problem for you to prevent you from making it happen. Prevent you from making it happen. How many times in your life things didn't work out and you were angry? Instead of being angry, oh, but what's that thing? The best thing ever happened to me. Best thing ever happened to me. Can you just say it first when negative things happen to you? Best thing ever happened to me. That's why in the Talmud, in Judaism, it's a weird religion. Very weird religion. They bless on the problem. They bless on the problem. And the good event, they send blessing. It's a weird thing. Same exact blessing. Same exact blessing. It's a weird thing. And actually, when Chazush Lop, God forbid, somebody died, they say blessing too. They also say blessing. Which is shocking. Why? Because they look at it as, if that's the will of God, and God wants only good for me, something is good in that. And my spirituality, my essence of being here, is to discover why my life is good. There is good in it, there is good within the problem. Now I'm going to discover why it's good. The question, can you do that? And the answer, if you can't, then you can ask the universe to make you happy. Because you're not happy. And for the rest of your life, you're never going to be happy. If you cannot find the good within something that's not working, you're lacking happiness. And you, you would not admit it to me and you would not admit it to yourself tonight, but you're depressed. And if you're depressed... If, if it's medically depressed, of course, you've got to see a doctor or psychologist. But if it's spiritually depressed, which means you can't be happy with your life, you've got to help yourself. You've got to start helping yourself. And you need more bad events to happen to you. And then within those bad events that happen to you, as the Talmud would say, that every moment in your life that things don't work according to what you want is a suffering. And for every suffering, you're cleaning another part of your soul. And when you're going through that cleanse, it's reaching you to a levels of true happiness in your life. And if you want true happiness in your life, somebody who ignore you, somebody who forget to pay you, somebody who stole something from you. You know, they broke to our house many years ago in, in Florida, Boca Raton. So, I came home and I saw, they decided to steal only the electronic, TV, iPad, whatever is electronic there. They left the jewelry, the watch, I mean, why? why? Electronic. I came, we sit together, and we talked to the family, and I said, you know, God wants us to do less electronic, you know. And I remember, my kids were very young, and I was enjoying that my spiritual awakening, my ego went up, how strong I am, you know. Can you imagine the place where it used to be TV, crash, gone. The kids were young, Xbox, gone. So I remember, <laughs> three weeks later, the student came to my house with TV and Xbox, and I didn't let them in. I said, excuse me. This is God's will. And God will, and my kids, <laughs> the young, the kids looking at them, you know, like, you know, if you have a dog, like somebody come with a steak after the dog was eating vegetarians. And they're looking at the owner like, oh, we, we actually disagree with this decision. <laughs> so, so the gentleman, God bless his soul, named Danny, and his wife and, and two other people came. You know, they, one carry TV, one carry Xbox, one carry iPad. And they look at the kids, they're, they, they have children, so they look at the kids, they look at me, and I remember what he did. Liao, excuse me with your spirituality, <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> they left. And my wife, like, she didn't want to tell me that I'm a little bit way too spiritual for the kids. I said, honey, but I think it's from God. I said, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely from God, but this is from God too, honey. Yeah. So God, they came from God to, to take care of that thing. No problem. It is from God that you don't want to buy a new thing and God sent those people. It's also from God. <laughs> it's also from God. You know, there's another thing from God. That's from God too. Everything is from God. So you got to look at life that your own pain uh, is what you need to overcome. You cannot, over, you cannot tell somebody else to overcome their pain. You cannot say, hey, if you suffer, you gotta, you know, not my business. But if I have pain, if I have somebody who treat me really not nice, 
is preventing me from doing something really wrong. Now I exaggerate when I say thief and killer, but everybody, every one of us, you know, in our free time, you know, we may do things which we will be ashamed of sharing with other people. So sometimes when you don't have time, and you said, I don't have time for myself, I don't have time to spend. Maybe you don't have time to spend because that's preventing you from doing things. So that's what the Zohar is teaching us about, about this week parashah, that a lot of time, you know, people running into a situation that they don't like, but within the situation that they don't like, there is actually a solution from doing the wrong thing that you shouldn't be doing. I want you just to close your eyes for one minute, just for one minute, don't fall asleep. And please think about one area in your life that is very difficult to, for you to improve. That area, I mean, you try so much for maybe more money, more health, losing weight, or whatever it is. Uh, fear that you have and you cannot overcome it. And find the blessing in it. And if you cannot find the blessing in it, or you cannot find why it's preventing you from the wrong thing, ask God, ask the angels, please to reveal to you why there is blessing within the things that not seem to be a blessing. Thank you. I want to thank you for coming. You have a good night and good week. Thank you. Thank you for coming.